Welcome to the Ravens and Bengals preview show on Bearded Wholesome and All Things Baltimore. I'm the host, Matt Trigger. With me today is Lewis from the Real Guy Talk podcast. Thank you for joining the show again on such short notice, man. How you doing? Doing good, man. Thank you for having me yet again. Another week, another great game at hand for Baltimore. Um, great to do these these videos with you. Uh, appreciate being here. Um, I feel good. I'm ready. I'm excited. There's There's been a lot that's been going on with these two teams. Yeah, and it's been a surprising mark on uh, the end of Cincinnati. They have been one of the surprises of the year so far. Um, for those of the listeners that haven't caught our show previously, you are a diehard New England Patriots fan, but you cover the entire NFL on the Real Guy Talk podcast, and uh, you filled in for the San Diego Char- or the Los Angeles Chargers episode, and. That was a, a success, and you decided to come back on, uh, you know, after a few rain checks and all that. I appreciate that, by the way. But your your Patriots are rolling, man. I know that they had that a little bit of a heartbreaker on uh, Sunday night, but that defense is for real, man. You guys have a good defense this year. Yeah, no, our defense is definitely good. Um, we definitely have to fix some things. Um <clears throat> I don't know if we're going to be able to potentially make a trade to get a weapon, but we're definitely going to still need to see what wide receivers we can get. If there's any on the market, um, maybe call up for um, Odell. Who knows how that's going to work out in Cleveland, but we need to figure something out in that. But our defense is good. It's going to keep us in contention as long as the offense can continue to get rolling and piece it together. Mac, every week, just little by little, getting a bit better. He's making better decisions, had a really big play, pretty much led the drive, but also through the interception. So he's having his ups and downs. Obviously, we saw the roller coaster of emotions. Um, we talked a bit towards the end of the game where you're like, holy hell, what the hell is going on? There was so much that went into that game, but it was exciting nonetheless. And we beat the Jets in the first game. I, we uh, held them to uh, zero. Nice little shutout. So hopefully we can do it again. Um, but Zach Wilson is going to give us a little bit of a challenge. He has more of experience now, second so go around. So it'll be interesting to see how we do. Yeah. Uh, and. It, it just it brings a tear to my eye every time I see Matt Judon make another big play or get a sack. And, you know, I, I'm appreciative of the pass rushers we got this year. They're better than last year. But Judon's a homegrown talent, but he's he seems to be thriving well up in New England. Um, I think you guys are going to have a, a good game against the Jets again. Wilson's just a, a turnover machine, man. He's He is – He's he makes a lot of mistakes, and I and I know he's a rookie, and I know he's coming from BYU to the NFL. I know there's a transitional period, but he, I mean, you guys intercepted him four times last game, so, and that was without Stephon Gilmore the first time. So who knows how it could be? J.C. Jackson's having a really good year, but uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be rough. But on to Baltimore and Cincinnati, man. Um, they worry me a lot. It's not like one of those typical, uh, oh, we're going to steamroll them. They scored six points against us last year, and we blew them out twice. But one of those times, there was no Joe Burrow. They didn't have Jamar Chase. Uh, Tyler Boyd was was banged up for one of those games. This is going to be a test for us. I'm, I'm, this, this isn't going to be an easy, an easy game by any stretch. No, I 100% agree with that. You guys, Baltimore's coming off a big fourth quarter comeback against the Colts. 
And then a surprisingly huge, huge, shocking win over the Chargers that was so much like we didn't even get close to the prediction. We thought it was going to be somewhere in a three point game. And we got unbelievable 34 to six. Like, wow. So now coming in a divisional game, you're going to go up against someone in your division where this matters. You guys are rolling. They're rolling. This is a big game. So it's a lot of emotion going on these last few weeks in the last couple of games. And now Stanley is officially out. So it's it's a lot going on, and injuries do play a factor, and this is going to add another sort of mental thing to the guys. But they prevailed so far, so I'm I'm excited about this game. But Cincinnati's going to put up a hell of a fight. They are, and I know that their defense has been kind of lacking uh, in terms of size up front, and that was the same worry I had with uh, the Los Angeles Chargers. But that game was a that that game was just an essential blowout. I know that they uh, they posed a, a threat in the first drive, but it seems like we took their will from them rather quickly. I don't see that happening with this Bengals team because uh, they have a, a, a really good trio of wide receivers. They have T. Higgins, they have Tyler Boyd, and then they have arguably the offensive rookie of the year in Jamar Chase and a healthy Joe Burrow. Now the, the and the thing is, Joe Burrow is the number one quarterback under pressure this year, facing the blitz. He ranks first in the entire NFL and reading the blitz and making completions based upon what he's read. And it's that we we are a blitz heavy team. We blitz over fifty percent of the time in most games. Yeah, no, I I hear that 100%. Burrow's also fifth in the league in completion percentage, so it's going to be big on that. Their offense isn't – they don't move the ball a lot. I believe they're low in the 18th in passing yards, um, so they don't – as exciting as the plays that Jamar Chase are, they don't – they happen every game, but there's not a ton of plays like that for them. Um, They move the ball in sort of an old-school style way. They keep games sort of really low. They've only given out uh, 25 points to Green Bay was the season high that they've given up. So they played some pretty good defense. That wide receiver trio is definitely going to be a problem. Um, it's going to be interesting to see um, how they stack up. Um, it's it's going to be a tough game, absolutely, 100%. It is, and one of the things that a lot of people overlook about the Cincinnati Bengals offense, and I'm not, you know, I I'm not coming from a – uh, you know, ass kissing kind of place. When I say this, their tight end CJ Ozoma is a really good tight end. He's just not very well known. He hasn't really had anybody to get him the ball recently up until um, Joe's been healthy, but it's, they have a very good core of pass catchers and they have a top five, top 10 running back in the league in Joe Mixon. So our defense is going to have their hands full and, one change to the defense I noticed last week is that they took Patrick Queen out of a lot of passing situations and put uh, Josh Bynes and Chris Borden, and it seemed to neutralize the Austin Eckler a tad bit more than if Queen would have been in the game. And that's a that's going to be a major test for those guys is to stop these the, the quartet of pass catchers, including you know Mixon, if you want to go for the fifth uh, option. It's going to be a tough uh, matchup for our defense, personally. I, I don't think this is going to be an easy game for us to win. Yeah, no, agreed. Those offensive weapons are going to be such a problem. Jamar Chase is definitely going to try to explode for something over 40 yards at some point. So it's going to be important to try to keep him contained. 
And uh, obviously Boyd is there still. He's had a solid season so far. Higgins coming off injury um, last week or last two weeks. So he's getting himself back incorporated in the game. Obviously, Mixon's been a little bit banged up. But when he is healthy, absolutely top 10 running back. He does what he has to do. They're able to move the chains with him. The offensive line needs a little bit more help um, up front. They're a few pieces away from there. Um, but it's going to be a high – it might turn into a high-scoring game. We'll have to see, especially with um, the defense. It's good you guys did get Elliott back. You guys were able to play better defense in the secondary. Um, and that's going to play a big factor on keeping these guys contained. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Elliott had an interception, his first career interception last week against Justin Herbert. And uh, I don't want to say that this that last week it was a, was the, the, the normal uh, play, the normal style of defense that we play. I think that might have been an aberration. Uh, I know Elliott being out for the last couple of games, we were a little bit shaky back in the secondary, even though Brandon Stevens held his own. Uh, having Elliott back there makes a difference, and it allowed Chuck Clark to play closer to the line of scrimmage is what he, is, he excels at. But it's, it's definitely going to be a test because Higgins is a deep threat. Boyd is a big-bodied receiver that's not afraid to go over the middle, and he gets the hard yards. And then Jamar Chase, like you said, he he's a burner that can go for that 40-yard bomb down the sideline. So um, Marlon Humphrey and Jimmy Smith and then Anthony Avery, they're going to have their hands full. Yeah, not for sure. They definitely have to keep those guys contained. Like you said, the linebackers are going to have to make sure they keep mixing and checking that run game also so they don't try to pick up yards underneath. Um, you made a good point about CJ. He went off a couple games ago, got a couple of touchdowns. He's shown that he can be an option and especially in the red zone with all these options it's very dangerous once these guys start getting downfield so i agree humphreys is gonna have to play a big factor and make sure um he can lock some of these guys down because he's gonna play a big factor because he's obviously gonna play all three of these guys at some point yeah he, he definitely is uh the chargers for some reason kept on testing him last week on fourth down conversions and third and longs and he didn't give up a single catch last week and granted majority of those that time came against uh mike williams and i will say this with a, a disclaimer if mike williams was healthy that game i think mike williams would have shredded our secondary that's just a personal opinion you know um we held him to i think a catch or two and we held keenan allen in check until the fourth quarter and he called a couple of passes in garbage time but it we have struggled with bigger receivers all year and Jamar chase is the smallest receiver they got. And he's also the fastest receiver they got. So we have to do a good job of, of checking them. And Jimmy's not going to be really checking the wide receivers as much as he's going to be on CJ Azoma, but that's just going to be a, a, a matchup that we're going to have to, to watch out for. And I think Bynes and Chris board will do a good job of uh, covering the middle of the field. They, they had an excellent game last week. Uh, they made J Justin Herbert look pedestrian, which was, I was, I was prepared for a 35, 33 or a 35, 31 kind of game. I know that we both predicted 27, 24 uh, last, the last go around, but that was a, that was a net, that was a, <laughs> a quite an impressive defensive uh a defensive game that we had. And I was just, I, I totally didn't see that coming. I thought Herbert was just going to pick us apart. I thought he was going to be a surgeon out there. 
Yeah, not for sure. I was very surprised the game plan was strong. You guys were able to go in there and show what you guys got. And that's what I'm, I don't know how much of it is going to carry over for next week. Or like you said, it was just sort of an aberration and it was a one-time thing. Um, so it is going to be interesting to see. I feel like coming off the momentum that they that they have, like we talked before, it, it might play a big factor in how this defense plays, and they might be able to have another really outstanding game. Now, obviously, I'm hoping for that, but um, it, we we definitely can't look past these guys. We have a bye week next week, so it's not like we're looking forward to anybody. I just hope that the defense comes out of this game relatively unscathed in terms of uh, injuries. I know the run game is going to be uh, – um, it's going to get a bolster when Derek Wolf comes back. He's scheduled to come back after the bye week. So Derek Wolf will be back. Hopefully everybody can kind of just, you know, heal up from their early season bang up injuries and we can be as healthy as possible going into the second leg of the season, converting, you know, switching gears for the offense. Uh, we're going to be without Latavius Murray this week. And he, had an ankle injury late in the third quarter of the Sandy of the Los Angeles Chargers game. So Devontae Freeman's getting his first start as a Baltimore Raven. And we've been seeing some flashes of explosiveness and uh, pretty good field vision in terms of him walking off the, the street as a free agent, not really being able to find a team the last couple of years. Yeah, it's going to be a big moment for him pretty much getting – Pretty much everything back on track. He, like you said, off the street, pretty much came right in, found himself as the backup set running back for the most part. Um, now he gets to start. It's going to be interesting how Bell um, plays a factor in here now that he's officially on the 53-man roster and how he's going to play. Um, we'll see how he's incorporated. This is obviously going to be big for Lamar. Um, he's he's red hot right now. Red hot. He's streaking. So it's going to be interesting how he goes up against this defense. Um, it's not an amazing Bengals defense. Um, they do have a few weapons here and there, so it is going to be interesting to see how they match up, especially on the defensive line. They do have some pretty good pass rushers and some pretty good guys that can potentially close some holes and, and prove some some troubles in the run game. For sure. Uh, our offense has really been rolling. Uh, Lamar has been on, on fire, and a lot of people looked at his stat line last week and they saw the two interceptions. The first interception he threw against the Chargers uh, – he totally locked onto that receiver and did not see the linebacker dropping back in coverage. And he threw the ball right to uh, the linebacker. And it just, it was an ugly throw. It was probably one of the worst he's made all year. The second one was a tip ball from Rashad Bateman's uh, pads to the same guy. I think, uh, I think he had both interceptions, but Lamar is making a lot of his throws on third down and long, he's making a lot of conversions. He's really taking charge, and he's making the throws that are necessary to get first downs and keep us on the field. And it doesn't show up on the stat sheet all the time. But he's really found his groove, and he's really found his uh, connection with Mark Andrews again. Andrews went you know, without a touchdown up until the Chargers game. I think he only had one before that, but he's really coming on strong in the middle of the year. He just got that four-year, $56 million extension. So Mark has been continuously proving that he has earned that extension. And I really think that he's solidifying himself as one of the top three tight ends in the league. I think that he's got the potential to kick uh, 
George Kittle out of that top three discussion that we had before, but Lamar's really starting to make the plays that we need him to make, and it's not just with his feet, it's with his arm. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. Like we said he before, he should definitely be considered an MVP candidacy. Like He's lighting it up right now. He's on fire. We're going to be – it's going to be interesting to see who can slow him down or how they're going to be able to have him – or maybe he just has a bad game. Who knows when that's going to happen. But he's just red hot right now, like you said, Andrews. I have both those guys highlighted along with Hollywood Brown on that offense. It's going to be interesting to see. Um, Bateman also should – Got a decent amount of targets last week. Should see about the same, if not a little more, considering Watkins officially did get ruled out and he won't be playing yet again. So it might be time for Bateman to shine a little bit there and see what he's able to do. And I also have Justin Tucker highlighted because this might be a game where his leg might do a bit of work. And I agree with you. Um, you know, we we didn't rely on Justin Tucker's leg last week like I thought we would. I thought that one of his field goals were going to be the the key to the game. And he really got some reprieve as to just come out there and kick an extra points. I think, he, I think he might've kicked one, maybe two field goals. I'm not, not a hundred percent sure, but uh, how him and Hollywood are going to play a, a huge part. Hollywood dropped another touchdown pass in the uh, corner of the end zone. And I, and I noticed that um, Shannon Sharp on, on, uh, his show with, yeah. with Skip Bayless, he said he he said something that was true. And Hollywood, if he keeps on running in the into the corner of the end zone, it's a touchdown. Hollywood jumped because he thought that the other cornerback was going to jump with him, and when he jumped, it shorted him on the ability to bring the ball into his body. So I hope he just cleans up the 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 catch radius issues that he's been having, and because he's dropped four touchdown passes this year. And I think that he's going to have a good game. It's just that now that he was seeing a little bit more attention, now that Sammy Watkins is off the field, I was trying to tell a lot of people early on in the year, Sammy Watkins is going to be huge for us. He's not going to go out there and get 80 catches for 100, for 1,100 or 1,200 yards. He's going to take attention off of Andrews and Hollywood. you got to account for Sammy Watkins when he's on the field. He's not... It's not like he's 40 years old and he's out there trying to hold on. The guy can still run, he can still catch, and he goes over the middle of the field and you got to you got to take an account for him and now that he is gone, you're right. Bateman really has to step up into that role and take some pressure off of the first two options. Yeah, 100%. It's going to be interesting to see how the Bengals play this. Uh like I said, they have some good pieces to be able to get the pass rush with um Reader and uh Agunjo uh um, it's going to be interesting how Hendrickson plays off the edge over there. Um, so they do have people to get the pass for us. So it is going to be interesting how to, to see how those guys get open, um, especially with Bates. Being up there as a safety should be considered. People should be looking at him. He is a very good in, in back there in the secondary, a very nice safety for them. Um, and he's going to play a big factor in, in this game. I agree. They do have a good safety. Bates is probably a top five free safety in in the entire league. And he's slept on because he's in Cincinnati. And I think that's a, a disservice to the skill set and, uh, and the type of game that he plays. I think if he played in a bigger market, he'd be a, a superstar. And uh, he's definitely going to be somebody we have to watch out for. They've lost some of their cornerbacks to free agency over the last couple of years. So, uh, their cornerbacks are relatively young and unproven, so hopefully we can take advantage of that this week. And 
come out with a victory. Like I said, I'm this isn't the typical Bengals that I'm gonna overlook. Like, oh, I'm gonna mark this down as a W. You know, I used to do that, but this year they seem like they're really playing to fit into the AFC North because right now, uh, Pittsburgh is starting to show signs of life. And Cleveland, even though they won, they're reeling. Uh, who knows how long Baker Mayfield's going to be out? And this is their opportunity to start being in the consi- in the in the conversation for uh, supremacy of the AFC North. Yeah, this is definitely uh, a battle there, and this is also like last week for Baltimore, potential playoff matchup that they may have to see down the line. The Bengals can very much vie for a playoffs uh, wild card spot. Um, so it is going to be interesting to see because it's very well can be seen yet again and they can play a third game so it's going to be tough to see Cincinnati obviously I agree with that you look at them on your schedule and you'd be like okay W now this year it's like okay they got a lot of draft picks they got some young guys they have a lot of talent like this team showed that they could put up some nice wins and going along and playing a great game against Green Bay just kicking hiccups just it was really wild that game they really had a chance to win that obviously a bunch of chances if the kicker could just get it right so they've shown that they can live up to potentially playing in big games which for them this is a young core this is yet another big game absolutely so uh if you got any bold predictions go ahead and share them and then you can uh grace the listeners with your official score prediction um, nothing too crazy. I think um, we're going to see Jamar Chase have a, a big game. Most likely he'll get another big touchdown over the top somewhere down the field. It's going to be very interesting. Um, Lamar's going to have a typical game that he normally has, and Burrow will shine. This is a game that I really fought hard with back and forth, and I, I, I took a lot of the mental aspects into the consideration. Um, but this week, I think it's going to go Cincinnati's way. In a shocking 27-17 to 17 victory and an upset against Baltimore. Okay. Um, to counter your predictions, I think that uh, Lamar is going to continue his uh, 5-0 and win streak to 6-0 and this week. Um, I'm not going to say that it's going to be lopsided. I do think that the Bengals are going to put up some points on our defense. My prediction is a 34 to 31 win. And I do believe that Jamar Chase goes for, I'm going to say he goes for six catches, maybe a hundred yards and a touchdown. Um, I got Joe Mixon kind of doing some damage out of the backfield if he's healthy, but I do believe this is going to come down to Justin Tucker with a field goal. So my prediction is 34 to 31. Thanks. I would like to see a nice little shootout. I think that the game Baltimore had against Detroit, I think that's what's coming up. It's been a lot of highs, and I think that that low game is coming in in sort of a bad time. Much respect to your opinion. And before I let you go, Lewis, um, there's been speculation through the course of the the NFL media this week, kind of switching gears back to your AFC East and your uh, New England Patriots. What are your thoughts on a potential trade to see Deshaun Watson come to Miami? Um, that will absolutely shake up a lot of things, considering he'll also stay in the AFC, so it's not like he's going anywhere. He'll just be in a situation that he likes with a pretty solid defense and a whole lot of young weapons. Um, they got to fix that offensive line. Um, it's going to shake up the division because obviously every matchup is going to be where's Buffalo and Miami. 
um, which one of those teams is going to be a top team. Um, and it's really going to shake things up. It'll make the a- AFC South rather dry. Sadly, it already is where it is right now. So we'll have to see how that gets revived. But if the AFC East gets Deshaun Watson, it will be great for the NFL. A tragedy for me as a Patriots fan because it just maybe gives us the third best quarterback in our division. And I don't like those odds going forward in the future. Well, I mean, there was speculation for a while that Deshaun was headed to New England. And then uh, that was last year. And then uh, earlier in the offseason before all the allegations came out, uh, I'll keep those uh, comments to myself. But I just feel bad for Tua because I think Tua is he's already had that stigma about being uh, injury prone from the injury in college, but they were speculating that he could possibly be on, on his way to Washington. Now I know they are a dumpster fire of an organization right now, and that might, that might not be the best, you know, place to land theoretically, but with that offense they have there, they're a quarterback away. They got a good running back. They got some good receivers. They got a good tight end and they got a hell of a defense. So, Tua could put them over the top and make them contenders in the NFC East, but we shall see. Um, I want to thank you for coming on, Lewis. I really appreciate you doing this on such short notice. And um, again, where can our where can my listeners find you on uh, social media? Follow us on Twitter at the Real Guy Talk Podcast. We're always there, always doing live streams there, and we're also on YouTube. Same thing at the Real Guy Talk Podcast. You can always find our link tree where you can find us at tons of other places that you want to listen to us. We're available and everywhere. (laughs) That's good, man. Uh, I hope you have a great night and good luck to your Patriots tomorrow. Thank you. (laughs) Good luck to Baltimore. Thank you.